Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. We're going to see. All right, that one's not yet, but that's okay. We're good there. And we're good there. Okay. Good. We could have just turned the Facebook app on. That is uh, pretty remarkable because I don't think anybody heard the beginning of that. So, long story short, we're going through the next college football team to win the first title. Rapid Fire Q&A, which Saban versus Juniors, Johnny Manziel, Game of Thrones, different questions about those things. Uh, question about last night's college basketball championship game. NFL free agency, Masters betting, all sorts of different stuff. We are going to get into all of it. First off, though, uh, mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50, 50% deposit bonus. Let's do this. All right, next college football team to win their first title. This is a list from 2012. So... I know there's not going to be any updates because there hasn't been a first-timer since. But we're going to talk about each one in a list and see what uh, see which one we think might have the best opportunity okay. to win their first title. Because last night, of course, Virginia got their first title. And <laughs> Virginia got their first title. And um, Texas Tech was playing for their first. Neither of them had even made a championship game in college basketball. 
So, first one, Boston College. They play in the ACC in 19 or sorry, 1899. They went 8-1 and 1. The 1920 team went 8 and 0. The best one since they went 10 and 2. And that was with Doug Flutie. I was about to say it should have been the Flutie year. Is is there any chance that they could possibly make their first Final Four, or not Final Four, but make their first uh, college football championship? Like, like in a decade or like next just, year? Just say in the next 10 years. Sadly, no. I don't, don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. I think I might agree with you. I think I might agree with you. I don't know that Boston College even makes a top 10 in the next decade. I mean, it, I don't know. I do think they're going in the right direction, but they are they are going in the right direction. That's yeah, you you got a point. Um, but I mean, are they really? They went seven and five again last year. I like the coach. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the coach. I like Steve Adagio. Washington State Cougars. They were undefeated in nineteen seventeen, uh, but they did not get the national championship. That was awarded to Georgia Tech. In 1930, they were undefeated in the regular season, but they got beat by Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Ryan Leaf was a star, but the best season they had with him, they went 10-2. and Now they have your favorite coach. That's right. What if, do we? If he stays there, can they win a title in 10 years? Yes. Well, and that all depends on will the committee let him. I mean, yeah. we live in a world in which – there's people in a room that are going to decide, are we going to allow this person to play for this or not? There's no question in my mind, had they gone undefeated this year, this year, they don't make that tournament. They don't make the four. You think if they went undefeated? Yep. I think if they went undefeated, they don't make it. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, and by the way, if you're on Facebook, Periscope, anything like that, feel free to comment in. We can see your comments. Adam, we saw yours. We appreciate you watching. Uh, Arizona Wildcats. They got Kevin Sumlin now. That's a place that you can recruit to. That's right. It is in a. It's in the Pac-12, same as Washington State. I think it's easier to recruit to Arizona than it is Washington State. Leeds doesn't need recruits. He just needs bodies to throw balls to. Yeah, that's going to – I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. That man uh, has never had what, what we call great talent. I think Arizona, because they are such a basketball school – I don't know that they're ever going to put in the foundation that is needed to be able to win a college football national championship. So many of these things, so many things have to happen, right? The first thing they've got to do is they have to fire the commissioner and they have to rework their Pac-12 TV deal to where other people in the country can actually see their games. Yeah. So many of these Pac-12 teams, they're at such a disadvantage because nobody can watch them play. Yeah, that's a problem. That is a major league problem. Um, I don't think someone ever gets it done there. I think if he couldn't get it done at Texas A&M, I don't think he gets it done in Arizona. So, and that that might just be me, but I don't think it is. So, I mean, we'll see, right? <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Utah Utes, they're now in a power conference. They did go thirteen and zero at one point. Any chance? 
Over the next decade, did they get a national championship? I have no idea. I would say no. But that's just because, once again, I think they're one of those schools that even if they were to ever go undefeated in the Pac-12, the Blue Bloods are just not going to allow them to play. I think you're probably right. As long as it stays four, no, they're not going to be allowed to play. The Texas Tech Red Raiders. Yeah, if they ever go undefeated, they can they'll be able to, they'll at least be allowed to play. I, don't, I think I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're right. I I don't know that it's going to happen because I think it's really difficult to recruit a full roster to Lubbock. I completely agree. I do like their new coach. I like Matt Wells a lot. But I don't think they're going to, like, especially over the next 10 years. Yeah. Right? That's that's probably not going to happen. Uh, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. There is talent in Mississippi if you can get them into school. And so far they haven't really been able to get them into school. State think, is not a big national brand. I think they would have to have made a massive coaching change. Like? In 10 years, Moorhead is not winning a national title in Mississippi State. Now, I'll tell you this. He's recruiting better than Mullen did. That's fine. Mullen turned two stars into four stars. Yeah. And put guys in the NFL. I care about how you coach. I don't care about just bringing players in. There's been many a school that brought a lot of talent in there. And guess what? They couldn't win. And then I watched guys like Mike Leach and Dan Mullen take dudes that have no stars next to their name, and all of a sudden they got awards coming to them for being the best in their field. Yeah. Now you're You're right. You're right. Um, in 1940, they feel like they've got a claim to a national title. They went 10-0-1. That's such, that's such a Mississippi uh, thing. Minnesota was given the title that season. That's, that's a so, Mississippi thing. Yeah. The North Carolina State Wolfpack. I, so, when we were talking about who were the most cursed teams and all this kind of mess, um, and I think you and I might have talked about this off air, mm-hmm. but North Carolina State may be the most cursed just program. They have never been like they've never finished top ten in football or basketball. Some of this stuff could be self-inflicting though. Like they had Russell Wilson there his senior year, wanting to play, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna maybe do this baseball thing? We don't want you. Please leave, sir." Yeah. That's ridiculous, right? What was the the coach's name? Tom O'Brien. I think that, that was right? O'Brien while he, he was he, there. How? But how absurd! Like. That's when I don't feel sorry for you because you have an NFL caliber kid here that's yeah. really good at football. And he because he wants to in the offseason play minor league baseball and take this million dollar contract, then why do you have a problem with this? What was what was the guy's name that was behind him? What was uh he was also an NFL guy. That's not the tall redhead kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The oh, the gosh. one that played at Tampa Bay that got the massive deal for being a backup. That's right. What was his name? He went to the Bears and then he ended up going to uh, uh Arizona Cardinals. If you wouldn't have asked me, I'd have been able to tell you. I cannot remember what his name is. Either way, that's yeah. who they they made him their starter. And they went seven and five. I'll, I'll keep talking. That. You keep going. Roll through these. Um Yeah, so they the best that they have ever gone was 2002, and they went 11 and three. They finished just outside the top 10 in the final polls. They went uh, 11, or they finished 11th, and then 12th in the AP and uh, AP and coaches poll. Uh, let's see, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Barry Sanders won a Heisman there. Yep. They have never been able to stay 
at the top of their game? Mm-hmm. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon, that's it. Mike yeah. Glennon was his name. Um, I, I mean, is Gundy ever going to be at a position where he can win a national title? I mean, he, they were I, close. Yeah, I was about to say, they've been the closest probably in this but the, group. But that was 2011. Yeah, but... And he hadn't been close since. Yes, that's right. You're right. I, I But I think if he ever... He could put it together. It wouldn't surprise me if in a decade Oklahoma State wins it all. Found a way to, to win yeah, a national that's championship. That's right. Yeah, what I worry about is that, you know, his recruit – I mean, even his AD was like, you know, we got to find a way to recruit better and, and whatnot. I mean, we'll see. But uh, the Missouri Tigers, they were actually relatively close their second year in the, in SEC. the SEC. That's right. I mean, they were like number five. If they had beaten Auburn, they – Probably would have jumped up to, probably jumped to number two. I mean, they only had one loss. Because Auburn jumped up but from who, yeah, but there was a couple of years where because Missouri was still behind Alabama, but they would have jumped them if they beat Auburn. That, if they, so they would have jumped, they would have jumped, jumped Alabama. They would have jumped Auburn. They would have been what they would have won the SEC title. That would have put them over. Yeah. Um. That wasn't a year where it was an Oklahoma, like. That obviously not Oklahoma USC year or whatever, but like somebody got left out that was a big boy. Yeah, that one of those years that Auburn made it. I wonder. I wonder would Missouri have gotten bumped? That's I, so the year they did get really close. You remember the year? What was it? Two thousand seven. It was that was crazy season. Yeah, um, it was. It was the LSU. Yeah, everything just went haywire. Yeah, where LSU was ranked number seven going into the SEC championship game, yep. and then found a way to play for the national title. It was. Bonkers. Everybody um, lost, and LSU won. So Missouri could have made it that year because they were number one, but they got stomped yes, in the Big 12 championship. No, I think Missouri could. And here's what would help Missouri. They, I mean, they need a lot to, the, to change there. What would help them the most is so many of the people who, because college football is still about people picking winners instead of and instead of actually just winning all your games, so much of the media yeah. are Missouri alum. It's just one of those things to where if Northwestern or them are ever close, somebody's going to write enough and just put so much content out there that your, your fair-weather person that's in this committee that's like the CEO of a company and doesn't really watch college football and whatever gets flown in once a week to eat you know lobster and bagels – that guy's going to be like, hey, man, I mean, I hear Missouri's pretty good. We should yeah. go ahead and – I'm going to vote for them. Brandon on Facebook said Missouri 07 and 2013. I don't so, remember the 2013. Oh, that's, that's the, that's the that one was, I was telling you that's about. Right, that was the SEC year. That was the, the 07 was they were in the Big 12 still. That's right. Yeah, when Kansas was number two in the country and they beat God, Kansas. That's the weirdest year that's I've a, ever seen. 07 was, was bonkers. I'm very proud of that national championship just because that season is historic. Yeah. I mean, everything that was crazy That's right. that it, could it, go it's crazy. It's not historic because of my team. Everybody had something chaotic happen. Yeah. It was it was a crazy year. Absolutely. And it, Saban's first year at Alabama. That's right. Um, before Steve Spurrier took over, South Carolina had never won more than 17 games in consecutive seasons. Um, Lou Holtz had done 17 in 2000 and 2001, but that was the best program it's seen. Spurrier showed that you can win at South Carolina. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. I th- I think they could win in a decade if uh, if they can go eleven and one or twelve and zero and beat out Georgia in the East. That's right. 
they would be and really there's close. Enough, and there's enough talent that comes around that area where they don't have to necessarily recruit nationally. They can get kids from Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, and be just fine. They're they're in a bad spot right now because Florida looks like they're on the way up. Georgia is already there. That's right. Clemson is and, already and, there. And all the people in their backyard are are the blue bloods. Yeah, and they're and, they're the stepchild. Yeah, they're the one that just does not belong. And and I mean, think about this: they had beaten Clemson five years in a row. Spur- they they had. We had a winning record my, against Georgia. My favorite like, thing about Davion Clowney, and this is what told me this kid is the first-round pick and I don't care what quarterbacks come out in this draft, which he didn't really have to worry about. You know, that wasn't a great quarterback, all-time quarterback draft. But he, he, when he talked to Spurrier about coming to South Carolina, he made it abundantly clear, if I come here, we don't lose to Clemson. And, and you're like, man, that, that kind of the big boy. Like yeah. we're the we're the other guy. No, no, no. We don't lose to Clemson. Never lost to Clemson. Yeah. I mean, that would be like a dude coming to Tennessee and saying, "We're not going to lose to Alabama." And you see how big and bad Alabama is in four years straight or three years straight. No, no. Clemson three. was not at the level that Alabama is. No, but, but it's they still were a big. Bo- well, so, all right, they were still Ten- a big boy. Tennessee program. is way better than has potential to be way better than South Carolina does, though. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think. The apples-to-apples apples comparisons there. All right, so we think that South Carolina could. I think Missouri Oklahoma, definitely could. I think uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I think uh, uh, NC State could. You think NC State? Sure. Man, I don't know. Listen, all you have to do is be – the way the ACC is, if you can have a an, an all-time great team and just beat Clemson, I mean, who else is just really the bully on the block that scares you? You don't have a million landmines to get by. One or two other teams are going to be good in the ACC, but they're not going to be that level good. You show up for one big bad boy game, don't step on any landmines, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and then just get there. Yeah. And then if you get there. Then uh, you always got a chance. That's right. You got a shot. Uh, Now, last year it didn't look like Oklahoma or Notre Dame really had a shot, but they were in the game. But it's in that game. Hang on now. Hang on now. Notre Dame got blown out by the team that blew out Alabama. Agreed. So, so, so I mean, if, if those terms were flipped, we don't know what Notre Dame would have looked like against Alabama. We just work under an assumption Alabama no, would have saying, thumped them. No, I'm saying, but we're, we're talking about a national champion. I'm I, talking I about winning that. both games. I get that. But if you win one, you can win the other one. Right. I mean, anything could happen. True. True. So, um, all right, so next up on the list, Oregon. Now, I'm going to write these down in the ones that we think maybe could in the next 10 years. There's no question in my mind. I think out of the Pac-12 teams, they have the best shot to do it. Okay. Um, they got close twice. Yes. Very, very close twice. That's right. Uh, Boise State. No chance. No chance. No chance. No chance. And they actually got close, too. They got close. Like, they would have made the playoff in never, 2000. never going to be. That, nine? If everything went the same way. Maybe, but if we had this committee sitting here in 2009, they Probably would not. not have made the playoff. Brandon thinks that Oregon will be the next team to win its first national championship. I, I, so far on this list, I haven't heard a name that's closer. I, I agree. Now, I mean, Oregon did I, take some steps this, back. We've had this conversation before. Phil Knight is getting older. That is his alma mater. That is his. That is his staple. That is his name is all over that place. 
I think he wants to see one before he dies. I think he's willing to pay any price. There was a time where I told you that guy might stroke a billion-dollar check to Saban to be like, hey, when you're about ready to retire, just give me three years to try to win one here. And what You just name a number, and it's and yours. I'll, and I'll because, pay. because all I want to do is see my alma mater win a national championship. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my wife is watching now, apparently. So – Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. <laughs> uh, Arizona State, any chance? I, I, don't, love, I love Herm, but that ain't I don't, happening. Herm won't be there in 10 years either. Yeah, no, no, no. Not no because chance. he sucks. He's just old. Yeah, he's, he's old. He's going to come in and try and build a foundation and then go from there. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers. Hang on now. I might change my opinion about the Oregon pick. I really might. I really, really might. You really think that they wouldn't? I like, I like West Virginia. No, about them being the next. Well, that's, we're, we're going to do the next after okay. we go through and see who right. could. No, um, West Virginia absolutely could. Why? Now, why do you think they could? I, 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 I love Historically, the they are I not able to. I love the situation to... they are in right now. I am so fired up to watch Neil Brown coach a big boy Power 5 team where he can get talent and do things with. That That is that is what I want. So, And I might be way overselling what coaching can really do. And can West Virginia get the kind of talent to compete with the Oklahomas and the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the Clemsons? I, I really, I'm drinking the Kool Aid on Neil Brown. I have for three years. Now you, you definitely have, and he did amazing things at Troy, but he also had better players at Troy than the rest of, than his, the conference. Rest of his conference. That's right. And he was able to pull off some wins that he wasn't supposed That's, to I, against LSU teams that were going through transitions. I think and against, West Virginia you know. can recruit. I mean, I agree with that. I think that they, but they have one game in his conference where he will just outlandishly be outmatched in talent, and that'll be Oklahoma. Everybody else in that conference, he will be able to compete on a dude for dude basis. Okay. And if and if he can coach better than the rest of those guys, which I think he can, then then I think then I think all he's got to do is just win the games they're supposed to win, find a way to beat the big boy, and you're in. And and do I think he could win it? Yeah. I think this. I think he'd be the guy everybody didn't want to play. I You'd could, be setting yeah, yourself up to be the other seed. I could see that. Virginia Tech. Year, <laughs> Another one that you absolutely love. Feelings. Last year, Fuente, he ripped looked, your heart out. He looked unprepared. He got out. I mean, he just flat out got out coached multiple times. Multiple times, and it was it that ain't all the players. That's not all the dudes. I mean, he got worked. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: it, part of it is they on were young. Part of it is on the dudes because they are so young. But it, it's on him that because he did not have an experienced team whatsoever. No, that hurt my And feelings. all the transferring and people getting into trouble and whatnot, that's that's cause for concern. But I'm gonna say yes, they can win one. That hurt my feelings. Yeah, last year made you a little less sure about him in that spot. I know. The Wisconsin Badgers have never won a college football championship. I think they can. I think they absolutely could. Now, is Paul Christ good enough to do that? Or Here's the thing. It doesn't matter if it's Paul Christ or somebody else. They're going to run the same. I, I, what would make me sad 
is if they brought in like an air raid guy. As much as I love Mike Leach, I don't want to see him go to Wisconsin. Like, I like the fact that big boys run that school. Yeah. I like the fact that their offensive linemen are more famous and get laid more on that campus than the quarterback. It's I, the I only do. place in the country that's like that. No, you're right. And I, I hope that they never change that. I think if they keep that long enough, it will be so different than what teams are used it'll be to seeing. Really, it'll be the option, but harder to stop. Yeah. Well, maybe not harder to stop, but like I think it'll be harder, to stop. It, harder to stop in that they've got better players than most option teams. I think this. You won't – the option is a gimmick, and if you have crazy athletes all over the field, you can stop the option. If you run a straight-up pro-style run-first offense, line up with just big boys that are bigger and stronger than you – there's no matter how big your or how great your athletes are on the other side of the field, they're getting four yards. They're getting six yards. Yeah. And 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 now they're going to hold the ball forever. And if they don't turn it over, it now it's just a a run out the clock situation. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Cincinnati. I don't think there's any chance right now. They they they, no. they got close to the title game in '09. When Brian Kelly was the coach, I don't. I don't think they'll ever be a, a non-power five team allowed to play for it. I think, yeah, uh, Purdue. I don't think they're ever going to get good enough players. They will be able to beat really good teams like the, Ohio State last right. year. They're going to be the team to piss people off, but they. I don't think they can win it. I don't think they can win it either. Louisville, no uh, chance. Don't believe they can do that either. Uh, just because the the foundation is not set. So and we're just talking over over the next over ten a years. Decade. Uh Vanderbilt, nope. nope. Uh their their academic restrictions are too uh too strict. Yeah, that's right. Indiana, again, basketball school, uh, they don't care as much about football. So and and how many good football players are in Indiana? Yeah, I was about to say it's it's just really hard to recruit. Kansas, same thing. Hey, 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 hey now. <laughs> Easy. Let's just not let's just not whitewash them. I mean, I agree, but we got we can be a little nicer about it now. I mean, six months from now, yeah. But come on now, That's I've seen, a, oh, I've seen less do crazier things. You you saw he's got Rick Ross coming for <laughs> that man. Uh, that might have already happened. Did that happen last week? That man's magical. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a, he he got Rick Ross coming out to the the Jayhawk, you know, Saturday night scrimmage or whatever. Pretty awesome. Duke Blue Devils? No. Same thing there. Academics, way too much, uh, at, at least for an 85-man roster. Right. You can get away with that for basketball. Yeah. But North Carolina Tar Heels, I, I'm i going to put them on the list. I don't think they will under Mac Brown, but I don't think he's going to be there for another decade. Well, no. So. <laughs> no. Uh, no, his 10-year his plan is not dying. His, uh, yeah, his 10-year his plan is really a three-year plan. So, uh, not Don, but I, I could I could absolutely see them because I mean they they had an opportunity under Fedora if they had beaten Clemson That's like right. they were in a position maybe to get into the playoff. A few I years think ago. they can get the talent. I, I it's agree. not going to be easy, but no, can but they it, do it? Yes. If they if they put in the resources to do it, right. they could do it. So here is our list okay. of teams that can win a national championship over the next 10 years. Oklahoma State, okay. South Carolina, Missouri, 
Oregon, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wisconsin, North Carolina. Here, let, let's break this down like this. Um, let's go kind of bracket style. All right. Oklahoma State or South Carolina? Which one's got better Oklahoma odds? Oklahoma State has a better chance. Would you okay. agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay. Especially right now with the SEC the way it's going. That's that's it. Missouri versus Oregon. 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 Man, those are two good ones, though. I mean, I do think Missouri could be close. They're in the same spot that South Carolina is, though. You're you right, know? but with a good coach, I think they can recruit better. I think more players can. I don't think their recruiting bed is filled with big boys. That's the difference. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I do think Oregon has a better shot than Missouri, though. Oh, no, there's no question on that. No, Oregon, Oregon is really close to being the top team on this. West Virginia and Virginia Tech. West Virginia. Okay. Do you agree with that, though? That's I don't thing. think so. See? But I, I don't know that either one of these. Like, here, we'll, we'll put West Virginia just because we, we got to knock some off the list. Okay. West Virginia and then Wisconsin or North Carolina. I would I would say Wisconsin. I would agree with that. All right. Now, between Oklahoma State and Oregon. I think it would be Oregon. I think right now for sure. Uh, Mario Cristobal's got the recruiting going. The Pac-12 is weak right now. They can take uh, – And they're, they're a big enough national brand to where you don't have to see them play like you have to see Washington State play or Arizona play or Utah play. That's the difference. They're going to get enough national TV games because of who they are. Yeah. ABC will pick them up. Jess on Facebook said no UCF. You know Gary and his <laughs> his, his they weren't shunning. they weren't on this list because for it was made reason. in 2012. Um, but even still, I mean, didn't they win a national championship a couple years ago? Like, well, they've already got one. That's yeah. So they wouldn't be on the list. They, they wouldn't be on the list. They already right. got one. They they I, I, already I forget that they already claimed one. They ha- so. have one. <laughs> Don't you? Be, um, hey, you better not be using the word claim. Okay, <laughs> Mister. We got ninety five. We. We got we have three with losing records. Come on, it wasn't with losing records, but it, it was now. with worse records than other other teams that year. Uh, they were recognized by some, and they were recognized thing. by something. Yeah, okay, yeah. So on. that's what I'm saying. They, Come they on. got to claim. I got them. Oregon. What do you got? West Virginia and Wisconsin. This one sucks. Wisconsin. You're gonna give it okay, and, I, and you're, that's probably right. Well, I mean, they're in a better spot right now. I'm slurping Neil Brown way too much. Yeah, if yeah. Neil Brown could coach. No, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Wouldn't be the same. Uh, Oregon or Wisconsin? Which one's got a better shot of being the next first team, or for a team to win their first? I think it'd be Oregon. I think you're probably right. Weaker conference, um, but big enough name to where big enough name. Gonna, if they run the table, they're getting they're getting invited to the party, and if they're good enough, they can. I mean, I think they could do it. Chris jumped in. He said they claimed one. <laughs> Claimed one. They did. They, did. they claimed just like, it. Just like Alabama claimed like nine. That's uh, and that one that Mississippi State claimed. They claimed one too. Even Lots though Minnesota technically won it. Yeah. Well, Minnesota claimed it too. That's well. No, Minnesota got it. It's just Mississippi State tried to claim it, even though that's right. It wasn't. This is a thing that's happened for a long time. But yeah. all of a sudden now, if you UCF does it, well, I think they we get could, laughed I, at. I think we got a better way of of doing it now because like back in the day, like you could claim stuff. Because nobody got to see the teams on on television. Don't nobody right? get to see half the Pac-12 now anyway. Well, you're right about that. Or the UCF, the Pac-12 nobody, network. Nobody watched those UCF games. I, I watched them, but 
The UCF nope. games? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we were gambling on those games. That's right. But, we watched but a ton of those nationwide, games. Nationwide, people weren't seeing them. Well, no, not for the most part, but they could if they wanted to, and that's the deal. But nobody did. I think some people did. I mean, it, you know, well, yeah, maybe I'm crazy. UCF, the, the people that voted them national championship did. Yeah. What, but who, nobody voted them for a national championship. Somebody wrote them. Wrote somebody gave them an, an award. Somebody yeah, the the Coley Matrix thing, All which right. is the same bunch that gave Alabama the national championship after they lost to Clemson in 2016. Yeah, that's okay. So, I, hey, we'll take that, that one too. Sense. I know you will. Well, we hey, we keep taking stuff like that. Alabama's gonna have like 20 something. I told you, you got like 95. I'm in. You've been let's roll forever. with it. All right, let's move to rapid fire. All right, rapid fire. We just gave him another one. You going first, me going first. Uh, how about I start off? We'll start off with last night's game. Okay, we'll do that. In last night's Virginia and Texas Tech National Championship game. I'm going to say Virginia Tech like six times. I know. Because I have a Tech and a Virginia, and I talk about that school a lot. Yes, I know. It's okay. This is going to be bad. In overtime, we saw a replay review. Yes. To check and see who the ball went off on. In the replay, you saw Kyle Guy foul Moretti. Moretti. And DeAndre Hunter hits, the ball, hits the ball, and it goes out on a pinky. That's right. So our buddy Kenneth jumps in from YouTube. Appreciate you hopping in, buddy. So you see the ball go off Moretti's pinky. Correct. But you also see that this was caused by a, a foul. foul by Kyle Guy. Now, a foul that was not called is not reviewable, but the out-of-bounds play is. They gave the ball to Virginia. Should it referees... It was originally called out, out on, on Texas Tech. Tech. No, it was originally called no, was, out on Virginia. That's right. It was originally called out on Virginia, and it should have been Texas Tech ball. Should that's we be game. allowed, or should referees be allowed to call fouls in replays versus out-of-bounds? Like, is this what replay was intended for? So, my issue with this is not should they be able to call fouls or not, because you can argue these things all you want. Everyone always says the purpose of replay is to get it right, okay? What I want somebody to explain is what the definition of right is. I'm allowed, I'm allowed to watch this thing in super-duper slow motion, which is the only way that you can see it come off the pinky. Right. And so I see it came off his pinky. But I'm also, in watching that, I see he got fouled. He clearly got fouled. What is right in that situation? If you're the referee, I want to know what is the right thing to do. I'm not allowed to call that foul, which would have been two shots to the guy that shoots like 94% from the three free throw line, which would, had you called the foul, that's what would have happened. And it would have drastically changed how overtime would have gone because we're still in a tight spot there. I think it's a three-point game, Texas Tech. Would, I'm going to give him two points because this kid just doesn't miss. Yeah, and 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 that's that's far different. Um, even though they weren't able to get offensive sets off and things like that, I think that changes momentum of, of the game. It also gives guy another foul, um, and, it, and it just changes changes the game. But you're not allowed to call that foul, and so do you just say as the referee, man, I know it went off his pinky. But dude did get fouled, and we missed that. Let's just leave the damn thing alone. We called it Texas Tech's ball. Let's just let it stay Texas Tech's ball. Now, I, I saw the replay numerous times, and I still don't know that it was conclusive. Definitely went off the pinky. 
Like I, I, st- I never but saw you it. Definitely like, saw Gal Kai. Kyle Guy's hand. <laughs> Gal Kai. See, I'm, I'm, I told you I'm just messing up. So Kenneth Ken jumped in a little late. He said he got fouled before the ball was knocked out of his hands. No, so that's he did the, get that's fouled. the point. But but you still in the replay you still see the foul. Yeah, you that see the we foul. We missed. We it's, as the referees missed this foul. NBA referees do this all right. the time. If if something else caused that and it's where you can get away with it, that's like right. that situation was. You get like you just you don't call the foul. You just give the ball just, back. That's right. You just to leave Texas it. Tech. You just leave it Texas Tech's ball, yeah. and you say, "Hey, we missed the foul, but really this should be Virginia's ball. We're just going to say Tech's ball and moving and, on." And I feel like that's probably what should have happened. I, I agree. Um, the, I don't know that any in referee my heart of hearts, I would have said, "No, I don't care what the rules are. This cat gets two shots. Y'all get the ball. Let's roll." That's that's what I'd have done. But I also had Tech pretty hard. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's why they won't let me get uh, gamble. Yeah. Referee the games because I wouldn't have been throwing games. I don't believe in cheating. I, w- I would have been gambling on games, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thrown games. That's it. Um, on YouTube, they said, y'all just made his night with the shout-out. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, love you guys. Yeah. We, so appreciate, we, we appreciate We love y'all, love. too. We're glad y'all are watching. But, but no, I, I just want to – Understand they all everybody after it all happened and all the reviews, your announcers, Nance and all those guys are saying, Well, it's important that they got it right. My question is this ask a thousand people, did they really get it right? I don't think they actually even, I don't I don't it, think there's a way to get it right. Let's, let's about, say it actually does go off his pinky. Let's say that okay. is hundred percent conclusive. And and the ball like changed that's trajectory right. and all yeah, that. You know it went off his pinky. The fact that I saw the foul happen. And I can't call the foul in retrospect. I I just feel like if you were to ask a thousand people in a bar, I think ninety nine of them, ninety nine percent. I mean, almost everybody would have been like, the right thing to do is just leave the call alone. Yeah. Whoever, it, it, let's just make sure Tech has the ball and let's call it. We miss this. We're gonna we're gonna miss this pinky too. Okay. And we're just gonna keep it Tech's ball. Yeah. It really bothered me that now, they didn't do that. There were two different things that, that came up today, and this is supposed to be rapid-fire Q&A. But I had a feeling this yeah. wasn't going to be rapid-fire when you said um, we were going to put that in that segment, Yeah, but that's fine. So the deal here is some people said you shouldn't slow-mo the instant replay. Like, you should just play it at real speed. I actually believe in that. I, I like that, and I like it for the NFL. I like it for baseball. I like that for everything. I'm going to let you rewatch it, and I'll let you rewatch it as much as you want yeah. from any angle you want, but you're going to watch it live. Yeah. You're going to watch it because I think, especially in the NFL, the catch rule is going to be what kills you, or the fumble rule is going to be what kills you. When you get to superimpose these things and crazily slow them down and zoom in, it's just no way to say, I'm making this change. Yeah. I, I'm, I just I'm don't you. believe it. So that was that was one thing. The other thing is, do you change it where you can call a foul in retrospect? Well, I would do that as well. If if we really are having replay. I mean, the to, NFL just changed this yeah, where you can go back and review right. non-calls for pass interference. That's what this would be. But, but in the sense of the whole purpose of having replay is to get it right. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, why are we doing this? Do we, we want to get it right? What, what do you think about this? Should they Should they give, like, coaches challenge flags? No. No, I think like, the, could I, you see Chris Beard out there just? I think in the last two flag. minutes of the game, I think it's just like the out of bouncing, like they did. I think in the last, and if it happens at two minutes and twenty eight seconds, it's just tough. 
Yeah. But I think in the last two minutes of the game, you just say, we're going to – this is the problem with, with basketball officiating. It, it, here's what I have an issue with. Everybody says, well, I don't want them stopping the game any more than they already are. But here's my issue, okay? The last, like, four minutes of a game last another hour and a half. Yeah. You got TV timeouts trying to get all those extra commercials in. Every coach has a million timeouts. Did you see Charles Barkley? The the game. Did you hear Charles Barkley last night? No, I didn't know. He called CBS cheap. He said, y'all running commercials every two minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah Like yeah, he said, yeah. I, we know yeah, y'all I did, cheap. I did hear that. That but cracked like, they're, me They're trying up. to get all these extra commercials in, and the coaches are calling a million timeouts because they haven't used any of them the whole damn game almost because they know they need to save them for the end of the game when it actually matters. And But all of a sudden, a ref wants to stop the game for two, three minutes to try to get it right, and we're going to rush him. Hey, 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 you need to hurry the hell up. We got things. Oh, wait a minute now. you Just play another four commercials and let me get this crap right. There you go. Why is why are we killing the refs for trying to do their job? I just want them to do it well. That's it. Kenneth, he said, I, I want the correct call, so I don't mind the replay, but uh, I wanted that replay. That being said, I had Virginia last night. Yeah. See, he rolled with me last night. Yeah, well. Virginia minus one over one seventeen and a half. I had the funnest. And then you play the over one ten live, and I parlayed them. Man, I I made I made bank last night. Felt good. I knew, I knew that it wasn't going to be where everything goes the way of the public for the whole tournament. Because a lot of that is what it felt like. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of favorites that won over you know whatever. And yeah, but none of those. Very few of those favorites covered. It agreed. But we're talking money line parlays, all that kind of stuff. It, the public was on a lot of the winners throughout the tournament. Yeah, they were on Duke, and Duke didn't cover a single game. That's a, no. There was more money on Michigan State, well, which I know is crazy. I had Michigan State, so I had Michigan State as well, and that's the thing. Everybody saw Duke anyway. Uh, you want next question? Sure, let's go. I, well, I mean, oh, you, right, or I, I can you. I can ask you. I don't care. Yeah. I, when you said, "Do you want?" Are you going to give the like? Uh, here, you give I, me I'm the next one. All right. <laughs> Okay, this one's not going to be so rapid-fire either because I got a little bit to say about it. Who you got? Your boy, Coach Nick Saban. Okay. Or juniors wanting to leave for the NFL. Okay, so every situation is different on this. I I see both sides. I feel, I feel if, somebody if it is just splinters. If it is – hold on. If it is just it, overall generic – I don't think kids should leave for the NFL early versus I want to leave for the NFL. I'm going to side with the juniors. Because if if you are ready and if you are going to be drafted, like now I, the ones that have like a sixth round grade or something like that, mm, again, every situation is different. But I'm going to side with the players. Saban has no idea what their family situation is. You know, et cetera, and where he thinks that uh, you might be leaving money on the table because you can come back if you got a sixth round grade this year, you could come back and get a third round or da 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 da. And it and he has been able to do that, like he can say that because he has developed players rapidly. But I would have to side with the kids. So now, do you agree with that? I completely agree with that. And here's the thing that bothers me. This is not an Alabama bash, which I enjoy doing. It's not that. And it's not a Saban bash, which I enjoy doing. Saban's a smart guy. Like, yeah. he's really smart guy. No one ever accused him of being dumb. This is one of those situations where you sound dumb. 
Because it wasn't that I heard Saban say it. This, was, this was not a hill I would have died on. This was one of those things that doesn't make any sense. So, in essence, I'm going I'm to read exactly what he said. He said, 380 players come out early, okay, to the draft. 25% of them don't get drafted. So, you mean to tell me, if I come out early, I got a 75% chance of getting drafted. All right? I'm probably going to take that, A. And I would venture to say that more, a higher percentage of four-year players coming out don't get drafted. I would bet that's bigger than 25%. I don't know the number, but I'm going to well, bet that's yeah, bigger. Yeah, because like, you don't have an option at that point. And then, like, he, and then, he, says, and then he says, and 25% of those that do get drafted will be out of the league after three years. So, wait a minute. The NFL average lifespan of any player, any player, no matter where you get drafted, first round, sixth round, whatever, is three years. So if you tell high school kids, I you got a you got a 50-50 shot if you leave in your third year of having an average NFL career, I think a hundred percent of them take it. You got yeah. a coin flip? Come on, man. You're talking about 1% of 1% of people actually get to play in this league. And he's talking about 50-50 have an average NFL career. That means 50% of them have a greater than average NFL career. Now, the other side of this is... Like, he uh, literally, like just the very if, logic of his arguments don't make sense. See, it's so Kenneth jumps in. He says, is Saban going to pay the player if he gets hurt? That's what I was going to bring up. Yep, um, that's it. But that's like Saban doesn't see this because he's been making millions of dollars for right. years and years and years now. This is this is rich people don't understand poor people's stuff. If you get yeah. hurt in college, they're gonna pay for that knee surgery. They're gonna pay for that neck surgery, that ankle and, surgery. And if you're if but you were already slated to be a first round pick, yeah. you're gonna have a, a decent insurance plan. If but, you never take a snap, but if you're hurt bad enough to where you just fall to the fifth round or go as an undrafted free agent, the second you take one mediocre, meaningless snap in the NFL, that insurance policy goes kafunk. Yeah. It all goes away. But here's the problem. You get hurt in college. So let's say you come back for that fourth year and you get hurt. The league, the college, they're going to pay for your surgery. But after that year is over with, that fourth year, you're no longer done – you don't have health insurance to them. Yeah. So if it's a four-year rehab or something like you tore an Achilles and you broke a femur and this thing's going to take a while to rehabilitate, all that's on you, bro. I hope you get a job with some good insurance and they don't hit you up with, with pre-existing condition stuff because that's not on us. I'm sorry. Yeah. If it happens in the league, the health insurance is going to cover you the rest of your life. Yeah. Like it's just, Or the rest of the injury because it happened on the job. Yeah, this is what he just—he just doesn't see. There's no benefit if you get that kind of grade to not take that chance. There's just there's just none. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, you you got my answer yeah. on that. So. Uh, let's let's wrap it up a little more. No, the rest of them will be quick. Does the name John Manziel make Johnny Football more professional? No. So this this no. happened today on the Dan Patrick Show. Dan called him Johnny. He was like, so, Johnny, da 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 And he said, it, by the way, I go by John now. And he's like, John Menzel. And they they laughed about it a little bit and whatnot, but he was like, you know, I'm just – and it, so he, Dan Patrick said, uh, uh, so, uh, so we're growing up now. And he goes, yeah, I guess a little bit, you know, I'm trying. And, like, it's – he wants people to take him seriously. And I get that. 
But I'm also like, all right, okay. I, I got, I, I, like got it. I got, I got a little advice for for these guys. A, zero people in the world will take you serious based on your name. I'm, I'm just telling you that right now. I got an old man. I call him an old man for he might be watching. So I'm very careful. His name's Johnny. <laughs> Great guy. Love him. He's in his fifties. He's a very serious person. Yeah. His name is Johnny. I've known him as Johnny my entire time I've ever known him, and I see him as a serious person. Yeah. Okay? M- Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky, went through the same thing. He thinks that calling himself Mitchell. I am in these guys' field. My name is Chris. My real name is Christopher. If you call me Chris or Christopher, A, I don't think I'm any – I promise you, I'm not any more grown up, and, and I don't feel any different, and I will respond to both. Yeah. I, I've never in my life been like, hold up. It's Chris or hold up. It's Christopher. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Like you can call me whatever you want with respect. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. And if you think people will take you serious or not, it's based on how you act. Your actions determine on if people take you serious or not. Yeah. Like he could, he could be called Lil Johnny his entire life. And if he was a serious person that acted like an adult and, and made normal adult decisions, everybody would take him seriously. He, uh, now we, we love Johnny Menzo. No, I'm, like, I'm, I'm we, all in on him. We, I, I we are him. all in on him. I but think, I will say I this. This is a dumb thing to do. He, it, th- this was, this was kind of dumb. Um, and then there were also the reports like of him at the LA nightclub the night after he goes out with a concussion yeah. in his last AAF game. And then he comes back to Memphis and he's out at a strip club two nights in a row. Yeah. Like, cause that, but I, changing my name will make people think I'm serious. Yeah. Like, that's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, this is not how you get people to take you more seriously. I agree. All right. All right. Next question. Who you got? I a- love Aaron. who you got. I know. I love I know. this. A-A-Ron, Aaron Rodgers, or the media? That's a tough question, man. Because there's some media that like I just have it, it out for people. I find it an easy question. I, I thought you were going to ask. Well, I, yeah, it's an easy question for you because you hate Aaron Rodgers. Why do I hate him? Uh, why do you hate? Like, what because is the, he's what is an the, asshole. What? Okay, so uh, just very generic. Okay, like, he he. All right, in in. So right now, I don't know the first thing about Aaron Rodgers. That's not true. Aside from what has been reported, because I I don't know what happened with his family. I don't even know the details. I know this: the man went like ten years without talking to his mama. Yeah, somebody who was raised by only his mama. I can't handle that. I think that is that unless you were raised by somebody who was just insanely abusive, which we don't have any information that he was. I think that's petty. I think that's bummed. No, I, and I'm going to judge you. You're a public figure, and I have the right to judge you. That's fine. I'm going to judge you for that. That's okay. That's that's totally also, fine. I'll let you judge whoever you want to judge. Teammate, every teammate that has left him, every one of them, have all said, man, that guy's an asshole. Man, he's hard to get along with. Man, he's hard to play with. Man, he's this. Man, he's that. You know who they never said that about? Peyton Manning. Uh, Brett Favre. Tom Brady. And you're talking about these are super intense, highly competitive, crazy. All of those guys far more successful than Aaron Rodgers. None of them. None of them have players leave them to go play for other teams because of whatever happened with the contracts and say a bad word about them. Not one player has left there and been like, dude, 
that guy was awesome to play with. I now the question that you gave me was AA Ron or the media, and well, he's saying that the media is is making him look like the bad guy. But he also, I, I in will saying say this. the media look like the bad guy, he said the players talking to the media are, God, I wish I had the exact phrasing. They are, um, oh, God, it was something like uh, petty and meaningless. Like, like, like they are irrelevant. They are beneath me. They were, they would have never been good without me. The words that he used. God, it, was, it was, it was two players. It was, it was Greg Jennings and Jermichael right. Finley. Yes. Um, I think those guys are important because I think those guys were a really good when they played with him. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, but but then when they didn't play with him, they weren't that good. But they were past I, their prime. I and I'm with you, but what I'm saying is they got two guys okay. to comment on the story. And the story did if going back cuz I, I went through and read it twice. Okay. So, I've got this uh this app called Spreeder. Where it's it's speed reading, all right, um, and it just like it tosses everything to you. So it's it's like a ten thousand word. Yeah, it's a long. Th- form. It's super I didn't long. The whole thing. But I, I went through and I, read I, it. I read through parts of it. I, I read it the first time, and I was like, man, like that is, like man, Aaron Rodgers is awful. Yeah. But then you go through and read it again, and you're like, man, this thing is kind of slanted. Like that he was really going after. That's right. Like a certain side of the story. That's right. And he didn't there was no there was no other side to it there it, like it didn't give the reader an option it was just this guy's awful you, this okay. is what he does da, 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 da. you you have written articles yeah that were all one sided but it was all one sided and people came after you and was like you're not telling the other side of the story and 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 I was with you with this with the old miss stuff yeah and our argument cuz I stood by you on this and said there is no other side of the story because the other side won't tell us anything. Yeah. So it's easy to be all one-sided when the other guy, all he does is say, you're lying and you're making up stuff. All right, well, so tell us the story. I'm not, I'm not telling you anything. Okay, well, tell somebody else. You don't have to give me the credit, but tell the story. Clear the air. I don't have anything to say to you. Oh, okay. You know why? Because you're an asshole. Yeah. All right, I mean, if, if if we're going that way, because because you've been stuck in that situation. To oh where yeah, you were saying, man, everybody's crushing me for being one sided, but I don't. We don't even have the other side. No, the other side won't give us anything, so I have to take this as gospel. Yeah, and, and here's that's, the thing: the truth is, the truth probably, the fact is, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah, but the fact that one guy just continues to find himself in situations where. He is. Now, it's not like this is the first time that being that a happened. jerk over yeah. and over and over again, and then he now. So let's say he becomes the nicest guy in the world, and the next four players that ever leave there all say nothing but praising things about him. What he doesn't understand is, is we have a decade of you being a jerk. So now you're a decent person. You're not going to get that stigma off of you in five. It didn't take no. five minutes to get. It ain't going to go away in five minutes just because you gave to a charity and you're nice to these sick kids or whatever. Like, that's stuff you're supposed to do when you're that famous. Yeah. I mean, it's Jim Rome. I remember, God, me, I remember in the dorm room back when I was in college listening to Jim Rome. And he used to talk about how, like, like these dads would brag, well, I've never been to jail or whatever. Like, you know, you don't get credit for that. Yeah, like, you don't get like, credit for not, not going to jail. You're not supposed to go. Like, you, all right, you don't get credit for just being a decent dude. Like, I'm proud that, that my guy Tom is a decent dude, but, like, that's part of being a, 
a, a human in this society. Yeah. You're supposed to be decent. Like, he doesn't get extra points for being decent. He gets negative points if he's a jerk. I agree. So. I agree with you. Anyway. Um, next question from me. Is it okay to discuss spoilers for Game of Thrones right after the episode? And the reason I ask this, I view Game of Thrones now like a sporting event. Like, it, nobody gets mad at you for talking about what happened in a, in a basketball game or a football game right after it happened. The day after. So, or not even the day after. Say you're wanting to talk about it after the episode's over. Okay. Is it okay to do that with it specifically this show? I would think so, because if you don't want... A, I think it's important. I think it's important that you clarify what the show is about yeah. for that episode. So people tuning in aren't thinking they're about to get some tips on something, and all of a sudden they get a bunch of Game of Thrones crap thrown at them, and they hadn't seen it. Listen, you control what you watch on social media, on on, on YouTube, yeah. on everything. Like it, or, or you have control over On that. top of that. I put a gun to your head and make you watch it. And, and you the don't podcast, have The podcast, you download it. You, you don't, have to intentionally push a button, make it happen to turn it on. Well, you, you don't have to actually get, because we're not going to do like a Game of Thrones after show. But uh, but other people do. That's and right. on, on Twitter, like if you're tweeting out something like, oh my God, you know, so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da, uh, like what the hell, and you're like, you're looking for a conversation, right? If you do that, nobody is making anybody get on social media. Like so, if you text somebody that you know ain't watching the show and yeah. they're like going to have to go back later on and watch it, like say that they're... I, so I'll tell you, I don't like the social media thing where they're live tweeting during the show and they're saying what happens. Because let's say I got to work and I'm on my smoke break. I don't smoke, but, but you know, I'm hanging out, whatever, and I'm just playing on my phone, scrolling through Twitter. And like, what the, like, I didn't click on this show. I didn't try to watch it, but I saw Clay Travis tweet out exactly what just happened. Like, I'm trying to avoid it, but now i got to find all the people that might tweet about it and then just unfollow them until I can. Like, I think that is ridiculous. Let's not treat it like, I'm going to give you the, the parameters of if you're going to talk about it, you should make it clear this is what I'm talking about on a show like this or Clay's radio show or whatever. If you want to do an after show like he does and other people do this too, that's fine. Like I follow the Ringer guys. They do that. That's okay. But but I can just see, oh, the Ringer's going live, but I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to watch it. Yeah, I but can now, go back just, and watch this later. If they're tweeting about it, I'm, I'm just reading tweets now. And then all of a sudden, damn, I just got a Game of Thrones tweet, and they gave out a big spoiler. Now I'm mad. Like, yeah. I don't think you should tweet or, or Facebook or, or any of that stuff spoilers. Okay. I don't think you should do that. You want to talk about, man, that was crazy. Whatever. You want to be vague and just talk about how I pumped up? I'm okay. Don't give spoilers out in that. Let's have some rules as a society. Let's have some parameters about how we're going to act and not act. But, but any type of show... You have to click on that show to make the sound come on. You intentionally turn it on to say, I want to watch this. But when you're reading through social media, you don't have that luxury. You're just reading through stuff. And now it's just, now I got to pick and choose who I'm going to unfollow for the next, you know, eight weeks. Yeah. And that's not cool. Don't be that guy. Agreed. That's Agreed. Uh, you got one more question? I got one last one. Okay. 
It's our and we're first, we're gonna cut the uh, the NFL free agency. We've, we've just been, listen, not a we're, lot happened. We're running long. We had some NFL free agency, but we stuff. we will discuss the NFL stuff before the well, draft, and maybe. we we might actually go live for the draft. We got a little something we're cooking. We're we're debating that. So well, we're buying the groceries. Yeah, we'll we'll see yet. what happens with that. This is our first baseball topic, really. I guess okay. we talked to some some free agency stuff for baseball. All right, this is a player that I loved a couple years back. I I I. I I'm a big fantasy nerd, whatever. Hey, but before we get into that, what's going on with your Red Sox? They just right, First things first. We they start, cost me a parlay today. We start the season too damn early. Rule number one of betting baseball, you don't ever bet a minus 200 player or team or more in April. Ever. Ever. Nope. Don't matter. You just don't do it. Well, they were they were minus 185. They were minus 270. When were they 270? I, I, I got them at minus 185 this I, morning. I check, Okay. Well, I checked the game. When I get an alert, when I bet it this started. thing at like nine o'clock. Whatever. So it, it must have gone way way up. I believe it jumped that much, but I got an alert saying, "Hey, game's about to kick off. Thirty minutes, minus two seventy Red Sox." Anyway, Chris Davis for Baltimore Orioles. This, this, this was my guy at one point in time. Okay. Okay. He hadn't been real good for a while. No, he hadn't. No. He's no. he's he's zero and twenty eight right now at the plate, and 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 and. He's got 15 strikeouts. He's just, he's just real bad. Okay. <laughs> if you carry over stats it, from last year, that's putting it very nicely. From, if you carry over stats from last year, which I don't like doing, this is this is a whole new season. I don't care what he did last September. Yeah, but the the streak itself, it's is, like it's like my it's like oh minus it's oh and forty nine. I think. I mean, it, yeah, it's that's pretty bad. It's now, real, real. Now, like the streak is impressive. I've been doing this. Who you got? All right. Well. I'm going to tell you about another guy. Now, it's not nearly that long, but in a game in which if you hit one out of three times, we put you in the Hall of Fame, which means a mediocre pitcher can get you out two out of three times. Okay, yeah. Pitchers can get hitters out pretty easily. Yeah. A, you just give up a ground ball and the shortstop takes care of it. Yeah. Whatever, right? Trevor Rosenthal is a relief pitcher for the Nats. Now, I like the Nats as well. Full disclaimer, I'm a, I just, Max Kershaw, uh, uh, Max Scherzer, Max Kershaw, Max Scherzer is, is, is a guy that I just ride with. Trevor Rosenthal, he's, he's gotten put into the game. It's almost hard to find specific stats. He's been placed in relief four different games. Not, not that many, but four different outings. He's yet to get anybody out. He's how, many, faced, how many batters? He's, faced, he's only faced nine batters. But when you can't get anyone out, you you don't get to stay long enough to face more batters. Well, yeah, no, no, you're right. You you're cannot right. you cannot calculate his ERA because you have to have an out. Yeah, it is. It's so literally far, infinity. I was, my first thought was is I was trying to think how many games he got put in, which is I had a hard time finding. I was like, well, how many innings has he pitched? Well, it's zero because you don't get credit for an inning until you get an out. So like you can pitch a third of an inning. But you got to get an out to get that to get third. the inning. Yeah, you can face nine batters and never. If so, I put this out there on Twitter last night. If Trevor Rosenthal faced Chris Davis right now, who you got? I think I. Man, see that's rough, right? Um, Two guys that are just so in their head. I don't know. Counseling fixes this. I think both these guys just need to hang. Up. I'd probably go with Davis. Because in, in those situations, I'm going to go, like, if the pitcher cannot get anybody out. Yeah. If he and, gets hit on the butt, if he beams him, 
Davis still has no hits, and he still ain't got nobody out. But he's on base. He's at least on base. I would take Davis because I think like at this this streak is way longer than what yeah, this kid's had to go right. through, Rosenthal. That's right. So I would go with Davis because I don't believe that he's just never going to get a hit again. This is the easiest movable force against like like not a real object. It's like the opposite <laughs> it's of not the, a immo- real object. <laughs> the, the immovable force against like the immovable object or something like that. Like it's this is this is two things that are just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And it's amazing that they're So let me tell you what's even more amazing. If you have a child right now and they're think Kyler Murray, let me have a conversation with you, my boy Kyler. I, I don't know if you're listening <laughs> or not. Somebody knows Kyler, share this out with him. Chris Davis has three years left on his deal after this year. He's going to make $22 million a year. He's going to make $100 million no matter what, fully guaranteed. That's not the money he's already made. That's what he's got left on his deal, and he can't hit. He can't if hit you're nothing. a freak athlete and you're not putting – if your kid's a freak athlete or you're a freak, and you don't have a glove in your hand and you're not learning to hit a baseball, brother, you're doing something wrong. Put the basketball down. Take the helmet off. Just take it off. Throw that shit away. Put put your baseball gloves on. Just go on. snag. Just throw balls at a fence and snag and, and hit anything you can swing a bat at, man. Yeah. I mean, kneecaps, hubcaps, I don't care. You just need to hit something. Find this a way. This guy is the worst hitter in the league, and, and he's, he's got $100 million left. Not, not his whole deal, He's got a hundred million dollars left. They're gonna have to cut him, and they're gonna pay him a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he'll he'll make a hundred million to not not play. To not to not play, and nobody else will pick him up. That's this crazy. Is, this is why you kids you play baseball. I know everyone thinks baseball's dying. No, 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 no. no, no. It's no, no. It, in the in the regions in the markets where it is. It's a local game. If you don't have a local team in your town, then you think baseball's bunk. Somebody needs to put Kyler Murray in a baseball town. He yeah. should have went and played college ball in a state, in an area, in a city that had a baseball team. If he played in Missouri, right down the road from St. Louis, his ass would be going to the A's. Yeah. Now, the A's aren't ever going to give you that contract. That's fine. You go hit like that for the A's, and then you go sign for the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers or the Cubs. Somebody that will pay you. Somebody that's going to give you. I mean, the, the Padres Orioles, gave the, 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 the Padres. $100 million. Yeah. Mike Trout. million. million. That's crazy. All right, let's wrap up this show. Uh, Pull up your Masters bets. Oh, I got lots of them. Because I'll let you. So I've I've got like the SI stuff pulled up. I haven't made any yet. What does the SI say? Tell me. So um, let me make sure I don't sound like a. These these are the two that they like. Okay. Right? Justin Rose at 14 to 1. Okay. Um, Now he's comfortable at Augusta. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. Uh, He's number one in the world. Dustin Johnson, nine to one. They like him a lot. Um, I don't know. Like, we'll see. And then there's value plays. Their value plays are Paul Casey at twenty-five to one, Xander Schauffele. Is that yeah. right? Is that how you say that? I believe that's right. Yeah, uh, forty-five to one. And then your sleepers: Charles Howell the third, eighty to one, Bernard Langer three hundred fifty to one, and then stay away. Patrick Reed at fifty to one, the defending champ. 
Uh, he's serving ribeye steak and mac and cheese at the Champions Dinner this week. He has been off his game. His last four starts on tour have produced a short stint at the match play. Uh, an MC, uh, so he missed the cut, and tied for 47th, tied for 50th. So, what? hang on, what was their very first play? Very first play was Justin Rose. Okay, not not after the two big guys. Their first value. Oh, their uh, their value play. Paul Patrick. Paul Casey. Oh, Paul Casey. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I I don't like former winners in this. Yeah. A the the like so he said the, those first two picks. I'm never taking anybody that's fifteen to one or better or worse in, in odds in a yeah. golf tournament. I'm just not. It's just, you're just not getting enough value. The the best guy that I have. Who who is my favorite? So I go into pretty much every master, every major tournament right now. I'm riding two guys until they win one, okay? Be- because hey, I, I I love them. I just I love them with all I have, and you get pretty good odds with them too. Ricky Fowler, John Rahm. So those are my two worst odd guys, top guys. I got Ricky Fowler at twenty to one. I got John Rahm at eighteen to one. Okay. I almost didn't play John Rahm because I really don't like taking guys even less than twenty to one. Golf is just the field is too good. There are thirty dudes that could win this thing. Yeah. All right. But I felt like eighteen to one close enough. It's not past my fifteen mark. I'm going with it. Um, I have one former winner, and it's just because the guy cannot win any other tournament. But he just knows this course like the back of his hand, and you always get good odds for it. A lot of this is a popular pick. You get get good odds. I got thirty three to one for Bubba Watson. Okay, you might okay. be able to find better yeah. odds out there than that. Well, and then he he also changed golf balls back uh, this yeah. off season yeah, and whatnot. So, so yeah, um, I like Patrick um, Cantelay, Canate. I'm not good at pronouncing his name. So I got him at sixty six to one. Which one is it? Cameron Smith. How would you oh, read? Oh, Patrick uh, Cantlay. Cant is that it? Yeah. I just Patrick can't, I Patrick Cantlay. Well. Yeah. Uh, and then Cameron Smith, I've got at eighty to one. Um, those are those are my long shot dudes. And then um, our boy Chris Felica gave out a bunch of dudes, and one of the guys that he gave out. And then I heard our other boy, Chris Vernon. Vinny Verno gave out uh, uh, Tony Finau. And, I could I could a hundred percent see that. And so and so I I went and played Tony Finau today, and the odds I got on Finau are forty five to one. Uh, so, here's here's the thirteen best bets to win the two thousand nineteen Masters by Golf World. Okay. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Right, this is it's all heavy chalk, heavy chalk. So, but these are Do, terrible. I hate that. This. Yeah. They're terrible bets. So I, I don't I don't think that they're bets. actually bets. I think it's yes. like best. These picks. are the favorites to win. Dustin Johnson, number one. Yeah. I don't because of what him. he did at the uh, the WGC Mexico Championship. Um, they had Rory number yeah. two, seven to one. Not good odds. Awful. No. No. My never, allergies. I would never Killing. play a single digit golfer ever. Uh, they have Justin Rose, twelve to one. Uh, he is fourteen he's to a, one currently. He's a crazy favorite right now. John Rahm, that, that's my guy. Yep, that guy's a beast. Brooks Kepka. yeah, yeah. Now I, it here's just, here's what they say. He's scary. I just don't like playing past winners. He's, he's the scary. Well, he oh he's he never, hadn't he hadn't won he's at the Masters. Won a master. No, that's right. He's missing. This. Uh, he's without a top ten in three trips to Augusta. But, but he's won three out of the last four majors. Uh, it, 
thought it was two out of two the last three. Yeah. Sorry, uh, you're right. Kepka, he's without a. That might have been a Freudian slip if he wins this. He uh, he's without a top ten and three trips to Augusta. It's a little yeah. bit misleading because he improved from thirty third in twenty fifteen to twenty one in twenty sixteen, eleven in twenty seventeen, and he sat out last year with an injured wrist. That's right. So, uh, Justin Thomas, sixteen to one. Tiger Woods, fourteen to one. Now I'll say this: Tiger does know this course, yep. and he loves playing no, in the Masters. I agree. So it wouldn't surprise me. I'm just not betting him. Um, and I would be, I would be, I would be shocked if you could get 14 to one for Tiger anywhere. Hideki Matsuyama, 30 to one. I could see that. That's not a bad, and you get pretty good odds with it. Yeah. Uh, he he's not. He ain't a great putter. That's my guy right there. Jordan Spieth, 16 to one. Uh, Spieth has been. Doesn't matter. He's been slumping. Doesn't matter. Bad Doesn't matter. man. He's uh, never awful. finished. He has he has one eleventh place finish at at Augusta. One eleventh. After that, he's everything been, else is top. He's ten. been one or two or three. Not yeah. top ten. One or two or three. I That's mean, yeah, my yeah guy. you're right. When it comes to Augusta, and guess what? You can get the best odds you're ever gonna get with with Justin uh, with uh, with George Speed this week. This I mean, is the best because he's been so bad. He's been so terrible. Which is crazy because it, it's still sixteen to one. Like yeah. that's it. But it, it, I, even that's too close to my fifteen mark. I'm, not, I'm out. Uh, lefty. Yeah, I don't see it. Forty that's to one. I'd love to see it. It wouldn't shock me. I'm not betting it. Paul Casey thirty to one. Okay. Bubba Watson thirty to one. Uh, and then their just missed was Tommy Fleetwood at twenty. Fleetwood wouldn't shock me. He's playing really well. Yeah, he's he's playing really well right now. Uh, and then they they have on here like not to pick Patrick Reed. Yep. Uh, Francisco Molinari, twenty to one, and then Xander Schaffele, who we were talking about before. Yeah. So Tony Finau is down at the bottom. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Masters are going to be fun this year. Well, it's fun every year. It's yeah. It's uh, it's a good field. You're not really missing anybody. I mean, I I really think thirty. You have you have thirty people that could win this thing, and it wouldn't shock me. I agree. I mean, if somebody outside of the thirty names that I think have a chance to win it, win it. I'd have to see who they actually are to be able to say, yeah. did that surprise me or not? The only way that Felica talked about this on his podcast, the only way you can play Rory because the odds are so bad, he's playing so well right now, and this is the one he's missing, is if you bet, if you can find a bet out there where you can bet him wire to wire. But even then, if he wins well, it Well, you all, can bet per round, but... But no, you need to. There's one bet out there that you can bet he'll win wire to wire. He'll be leading Thursday. He'll be leading Friday. He'll be leading Saturday. And he'll. he'll I mean, when did, has anybody done that besides Tiger? Um, like in the last twenty not years. Not in the Masters, no. But like in the U.S. Open, I mean, it's happened. So I mean, he, well, yeah, in the U.S. He, Open, I mean, it's, it's yeah, happened but, in multiple other tournaments. But yeah. in the Masters, no, it hasn't happened. That is, that's a rare thing. Yeah. So. Is what it is. What 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 I'm gonna do is when it gets closer to time, probably tomorrow's Wednesday, um, go down Tunica and actually see what kind of head to head bets I can make. Yeah. I've I've got my picks for winners. Um, I'm probably not gonna play a bunch of top ten finishes because you just don't get the odds I like there. You're is gonna, is Tiger matched up with John Rahm? Well, I don't know. I don't know the pairings yet. I mean, I think it's so head to head. I think that's what the head to head matchup. Head to head, you can you can. It's like betting NASCAR. You can do custom. Yeah, you can say, you know, 
you you've got Patrick Reed, and then you've got all these other top thirty golfers. And the bad golfers, you're not going to get good odds, but you can bet it. And the good golfers, you're going to get great odds yeah. if you pick him. And so if if I was to pick, you know, Tony Finau head to head against Rory, like I'm going to get good odds against that. Yeah. And so I would just you would just try to find some head to head matchups that you can you can pick that you that want. you can really yeah. in that way it's it's just one guy against another guy and you don't have to worry That's about the right. whole field. You just need to know what what I would do is I would fade Patrick Reed against a couple of te- guys that I like that I think I'm going to positive odds on. Yeah. If Reed doesn't play well and 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 they do and then I would take some of the lower tier guys that I like over those top tier guys that are going to be high priced and just I would play a couple of those. I'm that's, with you. that's what I like to do in, in, in majors. That makes sense. Just pick a couple of head-to-heads, and then, like I said, you you got to get pretty good odds for me to be betting on you at all. I'm not laying money on, on short. Yeah, the, the too short. Too many things can happen in golf. Yeah, the short odds, What it, well, too many things can happen in basketball and but, any sport, right? Yeah, but, like, I mean, it's, it's free money if you want to bet on the Warriors in the playoffs. Yeah. Especially if you're betting money line. Like, I mean, you're – you're talking about a team that's that could that won a championship and they lost one game. Yeah, you know, like like you you're not gonna make a lot of money, but you can do that in golf. It's just really hard to just say you're gonna go wire to wire. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. All right, as always, you can find more information on the show at winningcureseverything.com. Go sign up at mybookie.ag. Check out the the layout and whatnot for yourself. See if you like it. For the recreational better, there's nothing better out there. Uh, mybookie.ag use promo code WCE50 for a 50% deposit bonus. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. We will uh, we will see you again next week. Yes, sir. Next week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.